dogs. Welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. Your Georgia Bulldogs are still national champions of college football, but as a program, Georgia is really getting ready to turn the page, and we're going to break that down today. As always, I'm Cheeto. Keegan is with me. Uh, Let's hop into it. Let's go. So, Keegan, I don't know about you. I think it's kind of finally setting in for me. My merch has been coming in. I got some... I got some t-shirts, I got some hoodies, you know, just to celebrate a little bit. Cause I mean, it, it was a big win for us. And as much as we've enjoyed celebrating the win, especially over Alabama, the, the grind in college football does not stop. It, it keeps going next year is here officially. Uh, you know, our favorite players, Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis, those guys from last year who helped us get to this point are gone. And um, we're already looking forward to next year. And that starts and more so these days than, you know, a few years ago. It starts with the trans- transfer portal. Portal combat. Kirby has been getting it, and we have a lot of players coming in or going out mostly right now, but it's bound to, you know, kick the other way. So transfer portal news. What, what do you got so far? Well, as far as the news, we know that Jermaine Burton is out transferring to Alabama. That was kind of the big shocker that – since some ripples and some waves and some former players even commenting on Twitter. And that was kind of a more controversial one. I know uh, Justin Robinson, I think he went to Mississippi State. Is that- yeah, is Justin Robinson up- is yeah. Mississippi State. And then um, do you have them with you written down? I'm memories failing me. I do. Um, the big uh, one being to Alabama. I want to know how you feel. We'll run through the the lesser ones. We had Let, one, let's talk about we the had highlights. We one go to Florida. Let's talk about the highlights. Let's talk about Jermaine Burton. How do you feel? Everyone's got their opinions. How do you feel about him transferring out, whether it's lack of touches, whatever the reason is for him, money, but to Alabama, a team that we just beat? Where do you stand on that, or do you have a stance? Well, every, every different player's position and where they're coming from is – unique to them so you know we don't always know the backstory like a lot of times you know kids are transferring out but then you look and then it's like oh they're going to a place where their girlfriend goes to school or they're going to where their grandma lives or they grew up in said area or there's their business program's great and they want to have you know there might be other reasons just for any of these transfers and that's something just to keep in mind it's like there's always going to be some kind of storyline that we make up the media makes up but like we don't necessarily know where and why these kids are doing what they're doing but as far as Jermaine going to Alabama it's not as much so after the loss it definitely stings because it's an adversary but to me, I can understand someone like Jermaine Burton going. Like, he is the kind of guy that just, like, wants the ball in his hands every play. And I get that because he's, he's a good player. And, like, I know players like that playing ball. You know, if they don't have the ball, they're not, feel, they're not feeling it. It's kind of annoying. But <laughs> we all know that type. And I think he might just be one of those guys. That's not a knock on him. It's just that that's how he wants to play and that's how he wants to be used. So I can understand him transferring. 
I can even understand him wanting to, you know, go catch balls from a elite quarterback like Bryce Young. But the move to Bama in general seems slightly personal, even though if it was a career move, what I'm boiling down to is I don't – overall, I don't think that it was necessarily the best move for Jermaine Burton. I'll say that. Because if you look at Alabama's room, like there's a lot of quarterbacks that could have given him the numbers he wanted. If it's what some people say, it's a numbers thing. Like he wants the statistics. Okay, like maybe so. But like if that's what it is, if it's about the touches, because George is passing the ball. He might not have gotten the ball, but like people are going to be more cued in on Brock Bowers and some of these other guys. Like, he, he's got just as many chances to get the ball. Like, Stetson's only probably going to get a li- maybe a little bit better, like, with Tom if he keeps refining his game. we got Todd Munkin coming back. So, like, I don't look at it like that. And I know I'm going on, but I've, I'm on one. So, I think that overall, I think it might just be a mistake. I don't necessarily agree with his move to go there if I'm just supporting him as a human being and not looking at it like Bama, Georgia. I don't necessarily think it's the best move for him because I looked at what I already knew was a really talented and deep Alabama wide receiving room. For one, I don't think he's going to be, and maybe in his mind, he thinks he's like as good as Jameson Williams, as good as, uh, fill me in the blank. Uh, Mechie, John Mechie. No, John Mechie, yeah, I'm about to say Waddle. But it's, you know, they got so many. That was a year before, but, yeah. Right, exactly. So, but, you know, I don't think, I personally have not seen that in his game. I think he's got flashes. I think he's really, really good. But I think he's like a tier below those guys. And if you just go and look at what Alabama has done in recruiting, in the 2021 recruiting cycle, they have three of the top ten, two of the top five receivers at the position. Now, like, I know it's semantics overall to, like, look at recruiting and nerd out on that shit. And a lot of it doesn't even matter. But, like, if you go look at Jermaine, he was, like, the 15th in his class. And I'd say he's playing like it, you know, whereas some of these other guys, like, he's he's just going into a super talented room in Alabama that I don't necessarily think, like, he's the – he. there's an argument to be made that he might be, like, the third best receiver. Maybe he's the best guy in that room. But it's at least at question for me as a fan and trying to, like, reason these things. And looking at it at Georgia, he was he had kind of he wasn't our premier receiver. That would be Brock Bowers, but he was the premier wide receiver in general. So overall to me, it just confuses me and perplexes me beyond the fact that it's like weird that he's going to Bama. It's weird to me. I don't know if he did his homework. I feel like he he might think that he's better than he is. Because if it's about touches, I don't see him. Maybe he, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I definitely could be. But um, the Alabama room is super talented, super deep. And, you know, they probably got guys coming in this year that might be as good as Jermaine Burton. I just think he's like a four-star guy who thinks he's got five-star talent. And you got a lot of fans who are on, who have different perspectives. I, I think that's a good one. Uh, for me, uh, I think Jermaine Burton really, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I'm really just upset that it's Alabama. I've been upset if it was uh, Florida, 
you know, anybody that we're going to have to see, you know, like there's a bunch of places he could have gone. He could have gone back to California. He could have gone uh, Ohio State. He could have he gone a bunch of things. I'm more upset that it's Alabama. I do think Jermaine Burton is that good. And with the loss of Jamison and John Mechie, he feels a void. It, it's simple. A lot, of, a lot of Georgia fans have been really immature about this whole situation. And like, I get it. You're in your feelings about it. It's my team. But be serious. Like if your kid or you yourself got an athletic scholarship or a job, say whatever you did, you were top of your field and you got a job from the University of Florida, University of Tennessee, or an opportunity to go to Georgia Tech, you're going to take that opportunity. Like stop, stop playing. You got to understand college football. It's not about y'all. Some of these people out here are talking about loyalty and you don't even know how to spell the word or have no inclination on how loyalty works. So like, let's be, let's be honest about it. He's going to a situation that is going to benefit him getting thrown to by uh, Bryce Young, whether you want to say Bryce Young is better than Stetson or not, our offense here is not about wide receivers being divas. Even though we have great talent, Brock Bowers is our go-to weapon, but we run the ball. Wide receivers have to block often, and we share the wealth. That's how Kirby wants his system ran. If that's not for you, fine. I get it, Jermaine Burton. I, I'm, I respect his decision. I hate that it's Alabama, but I completely see why he did it. And I'm not mad at him for doing so, because in the real world, that's how things work, especially with this money changing hands right now. We're going to lose some guys. We're going to get some guys, too. So let's not get it twisted. Yeah. Uh, but some other guys transfer portal, portal combat. Amir Speed ended up going to Michigan State. See, doesn't affect us. Mel Tucker, our old defensive coordinator, is there. There's some familiarity. Boom. I get it. Justin Robinson, he, he wasn't going to scratch a whole lot in the depth chart until maybe his final season, like. You don't want to do that. You want exposure, Mississippi State. Jalen Kimber, uh, another cornerback that I feel like we could have leaned on this year, decided that he wanted to go and play for Florida. And uh, confession time, I hate Florida a little bit less because Billy Napier is there. I went to uh, UGA with his little sister. I know her fairly well. Uh, I've known the family for a while. My sister played softball, travel softball with her, uh, the girl I'm referring to, his little sister, way back in the day. So, Still hate Florida, but Billy Napier is going to be a good good coach, and kids are going to go want to play for him here soon. So y'all just get ready for that. Uh, Latavius Brini moved programs. I'm not sure exactly where. Um, love Lavisier Carroll, running back that was buried in the depth chart. He got out too. So listen, some of these situations they one make those, sense. They make sense. One of those guys went up to uh, play with Mel Tucker. That was a mere speed. Uh, the cornerback. Oh, um, okay. And then JT Daniels is actually still waiting on his opportunity. I'm not really sure how it works. If you can come back once you declare, or like, are you oh, just, yeah, yeah. If it's all good, um, I would like being to see in the JT. Portal, yeah, being in the portal is just like window shopping, basically. Cool. I'd it like may, to see JT come it, back. I think we're still spots for him on this team, and I think he elevates our offense more than Stetson. Still, I know people don't like that. I still believe that. Um, speaking of Stetson. Stetson's coming back to the program next year, which gives us a lot of stability in the quarterback room. Now, some of these transfers may be because Stetson's coming back, and you don't want to infringe on the development of uh, your young quarterbacks, your Gunnar Stocktons, your uh, uh, Brock Vandegrifts. But I think they're young enough to where, like, we've got time if Stetson wants to run it back one more time. And then we got huge additions on the defensive side, too. Chris Smith, who essentially started off our season with his pick six, Tyke Smith, who is out, All-American safety or star position. 
with his ACL. He was out for most of the season. Nolan Smith, who's coming back, and I know you had some news on him, which we'll get to. Robert Beal, who filled the void, another outside linebacker on the other side of Nolan. So we've got some much-needed talent, some depth, and experience coming back, which we desperately needed. So, uh, But Nolan, or in whatever comments else that you had on the returnees and the departures. Yeah, you know, football is just an interesting game, especially college football, where you have so much attrition. And now with the transfer portal system being kind of open market, it's we're all kind of adjusting. Yeah, we're, we're all kind of adjusting. The, the fans are adjusting probably. You know, you got to get used to guys transfer and shopping, especially if they're, like, looking to be professional players because it's not, you know, and a lot of these guys just want to, you know, play in time. I mean, I know I don't like not playing. I love playing. So, you know, guys want to start, especially if you think you're good enough to. Um, so we just have to take that in stride. But as far as the Nolan Smith news, yes, Nolan Smith actually recently was arrested on a suspended driving license. It could have been a lot worse. Apparently there was marijuana in the car in a country-ass county of Barrow County. Uh, apologies if you live there. <laughs> and, you know, he, he got away with a uh, misdemeanor just on that suspended license. So uh, not a good look for Nolan could be potential NIL loss of money with this. Um, wouldn't hurt his NFL chances. Wouldn't really probably affect the season being where it is today. But, you know, this is – Nolan's got to be our leader. I know how Georgia laws are, but he was going 89 in a construction zone, a 55. So, like, unless it's an emergency, that's a bad look on him. Got to get it together. Got to tighten up. I mean – the thing is, you know, when you're young, you just won a national title, you were the number one recruit. Hey, I'm, I would probably have, you know, <laughs> done worse, you know, to be honest. But, like, that's just part of being in that spotlight. That's the weight he's got. And, like, you know, whether someone like Adam Anderson, which is not, you know, even comparable what he's accused of. Uh, but, for instance, like, without getting into the legality of, like, guilty not guilty situation it's like it sounded like either way he put himself in in some kind of uh shenanigans he could have not been a part of regardless of like what the story is or what was or how it unfolded so it's like you got to know as a georgia player like you're going to be scrutinized the most and you got the most to lose if you're like one of these guys that can cash huge checks in the future no one came back to like prove his draft stock so he really doesn't need any blemishes and like luckily i think this will like work out and like the marijuana policy in the nfl is lacks a lot like it's common knowledge that a lot of players use it to you know help relax and recuperate um but like to me it was a little concerning but i know he'll lock it in and get it together for next season so that's kind of like my take on the Nolan Smith news. Um, but my, my heart sunk when I saw it, though. I don't know about you. I was like, arrested. I was like, no, bro. <laughs> like, what? You're supposed to be the goody good, dog. You like, never, you never know, man. You, you just never yeah. know, man. Smoking on yeah. that gas. Or, I mean, yeah. <laughs> kid, kids are going to be kids. Uh, Life is going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. You do not want to see one of your leaders, one of your stars going to next season. I mean, we ain't even started the off season 
and you gonna start I heard off it was that Bama patch. It's probably that Bama patch, bro. It's not loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, fucking man. that championship here, so. <laughs> He's like, shit. That's the shit Quavo gave me. Yeah, like, you know what I'm talking about in the, in, the, in, the, in the locker room, like, hey, my boy, hey, smoke up. But um, <laughs> oh man, that's not the way you want to start it. But yeah, thankfully, I guess the police, like, hey. I, let me let me yeah. hit some of that nil money or something and like go dogs <laughs> go, like, go, yeah they're dog fans bro if they're if they're Florida fans he'd still be a jail, bro. they put it they put him under the jail close. they put that boy yeah. under the jail man but um uh good stuff but uh, I wanted to hit on some of the other coaches too because some of that talk is starting to heat up and uh we had we did just have uh an a familiar a familiar face joining our program but let's rehash we had Dan Lanning leave uh, to go be the head coach at Oregon. Also, Cortez Hankton, who some people, I'm not really sure how everybody feels about him. Uh, I would say he developed okay, um, or maybe he recruited okay, but maybe you need to see some more development. I I don't know how you feel about that, but he decided that he was going to go back to LSU, which is where apparently he is from, with Brian Kelly and Brian Kelly's family. Him and his family uh, <laughs> down there. So <laughs> down there, see my family. <laughs> it's like, man, you don't talk like that. Quit playing, bro. Just, my family, bro. <laughs> they played that on Sports Center for like a week, bro. That was so funny. But um, <laughs> so we have a couple of uh, opening spots uh, on the field, analyst positions, and um. We still we still have some wide receivers coming back. I know we lost Jermaine Burton, but A.D. Mitchell, second and second and eighteen, huge in the national championship game. A lot of promise from him. Dominique Blaylock coming back, uh, suffered an injury, but was one of our most promising wide receivers before he went down. Uh, Lad McConkey, who's turned into, um, you know, looking like a great slot. He can do a lot of things. I mean, he could definitely be a Let's let's be honest. What's the guy from Clemson who plays for the Raiders now? Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. He could be. He could definitely be that type. He can uh, definitely be that like electric slot guy. I mean, he's shown a Murray County standout. He's he's been excellent, and I think he'll just continue to progress. And then uh, Marcus Roseme, Saint Roseme. He's got a hyphen in his name, but he's he's Jack ill too. Saint, yeah. Jack Saint. Yeah. So yeah. we got plenty mm-hmm. and tight ends and the run games. So, like we're gonna be and- good. Arian Smith and Arian Smith, yeah, yeah, and some of these young cats coming in that are supposed to be really talented. Speedsters, Um, if anything, yeah, yeah. We got another really fast guy, something Smith, who's coming in, and overall, just the wide receiver room is good. And the biggest news was Kyrus Jackson coming back. That's the and Kyrus. There you go. In there, so it's not the sexiest wide receiver room, but there's talent there. There's talent. There's There's enough talent to not like blame a bad season on them you know right. what i mean absolutely if we don't if we don't do uh if we're not doing victory dances every week it's not because the wide receiver right now who who coaches them may be a big reason so what i'm hearing i don't know what you've heard uh and i think both would be great candidates for one brian mcclendon who yeah. uh, georgia fans should be familiar with I, I believe right now he is wide receiver coach and maybe like a co-offensive coordinator at miami who just yeah. brought in Mario Cristobal from Oregon, where Dan Lanning is. So you see how this carousel thing works. It's interesting as hell. Mm-hmm. But um, he could come back to Georgia. I think that's more of a lateral move for him. I think what would make more sense just off the rip, like just thought about this like 20 minutes ago before we hopped on, 
uh, Heinz Ward. And I think Heinz Ward is the wide receiver coach at FAU currently. Heinz Ward is a Super Bowl winning wide receiver. Uh, also played at Georgia. I think there's a little bit more rant name recognition for people who yeah. play the wide receiver position, and that's a step up from for him. Future, this would be this would be the biggest Hall of job. Famer. Exactly, future Hall, Hall of Famer. Uh, he could, he'll be hands on with him. The kids will love him. This generation especially, and this would be yeah. the biggest coaching position of his career. So I think that makes a lot of sense too. Kirby's, I guarantee you, Kirby's having these same situations. Um, go ahead, or same yeah, conversation, and, 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 conversation. Yeah, um, both of those guys love actually both of those. Think that maybe you know McClendon coming back could kind of come into a bigger role too for him, just because of where he's at in his coaching career. Like you said, it might be kind of lateral, but you know maybe the familiarity, the fact that he's been here, the fact that it's with the boys, sure. the band back together, he might want to do that. But Why another not? name that's in the hat is Terrence Edwards. Yeah, I forgot like, that one. Yeah, he's a record holder at Georgia. Uh, I think he played in the Canadian Football League. He he develops and coaches a lot of these guys, has the skill camps. He's coached like Jermaine Burton since mm-hmm. eighth grade. He coached um, Justin Robinson. He's he's coached a lot of the guys that end up coming here. He doesn't like send them here, but he lets them know, you know, loves Georgia and yada yada. So it doesn't hurt. But he's clearly shown the ability to develop guys, and he's got the know-how. That would be a big move for his career. The cool thing is, it's like. I kind of stay abreast to position coaches a little bit, you know, and I think like your average fan might really not. And then the super fans might kind of, and your super, super fans might know all their names, but like, as far as the position coach game goes and carousel goes, I really like this one historically, like those three names all bring a smile to my face. All solid. All solid. Couldn't go wrong. All a homer. Picks, Dog uh, all fans know them. Guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, no, just loyalty handouts with that group. That's an amazing thing. So any of any and all those guys could be the thing. But the, the thing is, is like you really got to recruit. And I think that's what McClendon might be able to do better just because he's a little younger than those other two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the name recognition would recruit a little bit on its own with Hans Ward, but you got to be out there. So I don't know. Yeah. You still got to be on the trail. Out, Still gotta be on the trail. But anyway, we can we can turn the page. What else? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna shift just right over to the the biggest offseason um uh hire so far as offensive analysts of another another Georgia Bulldog. The Kirby is really bringing in. I mean, they're fitting. They fit the position, so it's not like outlandish. But he's bringing back the band, you know, for back a lack of a better term, and uh, and Mike Bobo. Now, Mike Bobo's son is here. Uh, Mike Bubba had some other, you know, Colorado State. He had head coach there. I think he was with Muschamp as OC um, at South Carolina, and then the same position at Auburn. So he he's been around. But um, I want to hear your your Bobo stuff because I know some people in your family feel some type <laughs> of way about Bobo. And then I want I want to oh. also talk about the success that he had here, even though he's got a pretty bad rap from your average UGA fan. Well, I mean, you know. There's no denying that Bobo had success, but yeah, like my dad, <laughs> the the experience I had was here in Bobo the Dodo. There he goes again in some form of frustration. So I guess the frustration over highlighted the success for my dad. But I told him about the news, just curious of what he would say. He's like, well, you know, he's 
he seems to really know his football. As long as he's not calling the plays, I could be okay with that. You know, he's back home. <laughs> so that was his thing. <laughs> and that, that I'll agree with. I think if he's not the one calling the plays, um, he'll be fine because I, <laughs> I remember so many times, dude, it like, it's so funny that I remember it so specifically. I don't know how many times on third and long, you know, a fail drive essentially on third and long. Oh, here comes a draw. <laughs> here comes yeah. a draw. Right. At the, I mean, just like, dude, that's so played out, like do something else. But other than that, like his last three or four years. Uh, and I want to say a lot of that was, uh, I want to say it was like uh, Aaron Murray and Todd Gurley and uh, yeah. the tail end of the tail end of that, like those last three, four years, our offense was hitting uh, school records at the time. I think we just shattered him this year, and I like I like Monk and where he's at. But I, um, I was talking to some guys on the board. I think the biggest thing is let Todd Munkin do what he does best, and I think that's more so focused on the offense, uh, constructing it and calling it. Maybe have Bobo come in as an analyst and be more hands-on with the quarterbacks. You cannot say that he cannot develop quarterbacks. Outside of Joe Cox and some of those trash quarterbacks that we had, he can develop – quarterbacks i mean aaron aaron murray um uh how, how many how many else were running? i know aaron murray was a big record holder here but how did many other did he have matt stafford too okay he yeah. was here for a while yeah. so um yeah he, he, he developed he was like the main yeah he was i think he was the qb coach before he was the oc and even and that's then, what I we think, need and then when kirby came in that's when he took off i think to colorado with him but yeah and, and that's what we need and so i think it uh even though, you know, Kirby loves them, they're friends, him and Muschamp and Bobo, exactly. they're, they're friends. But at the same time, like, it fits. So I think what Kirby's got now is a blueprint as far as what we need on defense, what we need on offense, and now a championship coaching staff to go with it. So, you know, once we get some of these recruits coming in, which is where we need to shift to right now, we got a slew of five stars. I think we sit at number three in the team rankings. Um Kirby's been putting some miles in on the Kirby copter recruiting season <laughs> has been, we're about to hit a dead period. So they've been out on the trail, uh, putting all these coaches and coordinators to work um, because we're about to go in dead period before February 10th is the official national signing deadline. Some names I want you guys to look for. I think a lot of these guys are already on campus, but expect uh, impact from these guys for sure. For sure. Marvin Jones, Jr. Uh, defensive end is going to be a, a pass rush specialist for sure. Bear Alexander, look for him to be the the next D tackle that has um, Jordan Davis impact. Michael Williams, this that kid's going to be scary. I guarantee you, he's going to be playing ASAP. Michael Williams, that kid, woo, almost went to USC. We flipped him late. That one's that one's going to be nice. And then the DB room is going to be packed. Dalen Everett just recently got ranked as a five star. Jaheim Singletary, just recently, I think, five-star. And then Julian Humphrey, who's turned himself into the face of the program, one guy that we got from Florida, which will pay the most dividends. He's been really leading the way, like LeCount did and some of those guys before him. So the program is in a good state right now. We're far from being done or far from being into the next chapter or the first page of the next chapter, but we're here. So, you know, we can still celebrate that national championship, but things are going to change, and they're going to change fast. Yeah, I, I feel like we've done a really good job, you know, reloading, as they say. This recruiting class was really solid, really strong on the defensive side. And you got to give a shout out to the more tight ends and Gunnar Stockton also coming in. 
I think that's, you know, what we have done well is just have that consistency and be able to really start the footing of a potential dynasty and a potential run at some more championships. So I, I think that we are where we need to be. And, you know, looking into spring football, it'll be interesting to see. I know National Signing Day is coming up. Kristen Miller and Shamar James are the two big names that people are kind of looking to. There's a couple of running backs. Jordan uh, James, Jordan James, I think. James yeah. Yeah, yeah. is one of the guys. There's uh, another dude, last name Paul. He's uh, another prospect kind of getting a late push. Lad McConkey was a late push like last year. We thought that was just kind of a feel good thing mm-hmm. at first. And it turned into but production. He ended up being a major, con- yeah, Real major production. contributor. Yeah. AD Mitchell kind of slid in there late. Uh, so sometimes the later guys are the more evaluated recruits because, you know, even though you're getting a late offer, sometimes early offers come based on, you know, intangible, measurable things like, oh, this dude's seven foot tall yeah pure height let's let's give him an offer yeah mm-hmm. this guy's highlight tapes viral on youtube was you know the hype trains real what he did let's one time a few years ago mm-hmm. so if you don't have those things but you can still get an offer from a big school it shows that you're just a damn good football player and that still at the end of the day is what trumps all these other skills because you see it in the nfl all the time a lot of people's game, for whatever reason, doesn't translate from college. But I think a big part of it is, is there's a lot more to the game at the highest level like that. You know, a lot of it's mental at that point. A lot of it is effort related, discipline related. You know, a lot, there's more, there's a lot to the game. So I think from an evaluation standpoint, talking about Georgia recruiting, if we can just continue to hit like we've been hitting, dude, A.D. Mitchell, three-star kind of overlooked out of the park jordan davis three-star kind of overlooked out of the park the foundation uh, set now dude it's, lad mcconkey out of the park brock bowers even five star no People one knew this cat yeah was amazing no one could have said he was it was darnell remember it was darnell and Enrique gilbert right. darnell and Enrique gilbert because, i mean those two guys look the part you know, they, yeah. even, i mean and then brock bowers is too he's a freak of nature but bro there's one thing but, to be physically have it. This kid, bro, the speed, the awareness, the hands, the I talk, yeah. bro, the hands. We we not we not, we not trying to block. <laughs> we're yeah. not blocking too. He can, but like we're not trying to block. Like put me on a route. He, Let me burn these DBs, bro. That man's he's, nasty. He's he's built like a uh, like a young defensive end, and he's like he he runs like a soccer player bro this is gronkowski this is gronkowski territory that we're hitting into like i know the nfl's got a bunch of you know you can say kelsey you can say whatever or kyle pitts you know kyle pitts got a lot of fanfare worthy fanfare but yeah this boy okay all right something else yeah all right so (laughs) man if you just look at georgia's team we got a lot of people coming back, having all the defensive guys return, having Nolan Smith return. That's having, huge. You know, having um, Ty Key Smith play some, having uh, Chris Smith, all the Smiths, bro. <laughs> the Smiths are going to make a difference. This right. Year. That's damn sure. Especially if they don't get more arrested or stay off that Bama pack. <laughs> but, and, and, and listen, like, we say this on the show all the time. 
and we've got to keep this mindset. That's that's how this conference works. Until they change exactly. no divisions or whatever, we're national championship. Our goal is not our goal at the beginning of the season should not be repeat, repeat or failure. No. Let's win the East. Let's go to Atlanta. Let's try to win that. Let's get into the playoffs yeah. and make same, a run. It's the it's the same thing every game. year. Game by game. Get, you don't get ahead of it. Right now, it's like get ready for spring. <laughs> yeah, get build the shape. roster, handle the coaching yeah. turnover, all the turnover. Get ready, get all right. If you want to start, if you want to smoke, go because ahead and start smoking now because it's about we about to get back to it. Like go ahead and get it all your system. Like, do it now. That's what I'm saying. Well, if you look at the East, I'm I was thinking about you know just like Dama getting to the national title this year. I mean. I'd argue with Bryce Young and Will Anderson. I, I don't see the Cinderella story. They fanned it. But I will say it is impressive for Nick Saban to do yeah. it with a young team. It, it was. That. It was. They're really talented, but that takes a lot of coaching up because talent can't just do it on it. That mm-hmm. is amazing. But with that, you know, as talented as Georgia is, them getting back to the playoff, for, you know, if they could somehow pull that off, I would argue that it would be more impressive this year because the East is going to be a little bit stronger, I think. I think that Tennessee is going to be cooking with gas. I think South Carolina with Spencer yeah. Rattler. It's not going to be easy. Real, it's a real threat. you got to look at uh, Florida with Napier and some of the – And Kentucky. Kentucky are probably still right being in the mix. Yeah, so the East is, is going to be a good bit stronger in my – like estimation looking at it so you know if they can if they can do it again because that's the thing georgia really had a lot of things line up last year you know they dominated though they completely dominated they won the games they needed to by landslide and in very convincing fashion i don't if they can you know maintaining that really Maintaining the past should really never be anyone's goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Doing doing your best with what you got, looking ahead and being in the present should right. be everyone on the team's goal. But so, it's important yeah. to note, like people act like Georgia came out of nowhere, bro. We 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 started this podcast because we we saw the trajectory, we saw the potential, we saw the, we we all see the potential every year, Georgia fans. But like really, yeah. we did. When Kirby got here, he started putting the pieces in order. When we went to the national championship in 18, we you can if you really wanted to, you could say we could have won 18 and maybe potentially lost this one, you know, and just flip flop the national championship or, or won both. So it's not like we yeah. ain't, we we haven't been here. Like people who say that or are using that as an excuse now, just don't want to be honest with themselves. Like we've been here, we've been saying that we're going to yeah. get close. And then now that we've done it, it's now like, oh, well, y'all is one time. Like, bro, we're not going anywhere. The founda- the same foundation when we so, lost in 18 is here when we won in 2021. We just had it go our way this time. Georgia just got in a ridiculous haul on defense. For the Huge. I mean, sick. So, I just named them. Bro, they're going to be yeah. dope. Bouncing off of what you're saying about, like, we've been here. Looks like we're staying here. How do you as a coach, how, how does Georgia football culture get to a point where these kids really want to stay, you know, and develop a little bit to get to that prime spot to where, you know, we're sending them to the league. And that seems to be just like how it's done. Because we've seen people wait and it pay off 
even just, you know, a, a couple of seasons. But then you got guys like Mac Jones, who I think is performing at, at one of the highest levels of any of the quarterbacks. That's why the transfer class. portal scares me, because that may yeah. be that may be over with. Well, that may, that may know, be over with, bro. These coaches got to have honest conversations about, hey, like, you know, there's two sides of this. Like, you you can go develop somewhere else, too. It's not that you can't. And sometimes maybe that is the move. But it's it's just that, like, good things do take time. You're welcome to transfer. But that doesn't, like, negate the time and energy it's going to take for your development. You're going to have to do that same work over there, too. No. You know, or, where, or wherever it is. So I'm just saying – what do you think Georgia has to do to combat the portal combat? And it took me a second to for that to catch on the play on words, but I really like, don't what, know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I really don't know because again, I know we're like we're not that old, and people generations before us, you know, uh, Kirk Herbstreit and um, uh, what's his name from Michigan on TV, they're like this generation. This generation is different. They 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 are. They just are. And had they had the transfer portal during, you know, the classes that we went through and their classes, it had been the same thing. People are mm-hmm. just going to go where the opportunities are. If somebody does you bad, if you feel some type of way about a coach, your position coach, or you feel slighted, kids are going to go because of that. Girlfriends, breakups, uh, just greener pastures. You can't tell a kid, you know, sit here and stick it out. Not everybody's built like that. They're just not. So I'm not yeah. sure that there is, I'm not sure that there is a way to combat it. What I do know is if we lose players, Kirby's active. Kirby's going to be active. He's going to stay active. He's going to go get players. I think that's the only combatant that you have. All right, we're going to lose some people. Let's just go scoop other people's people too. You know, if Alabama comes and scoops us, it's, we've already pulled players from Alabama before. We're going to do it again. So like, the the shoe's gonna drop on the other foot or whatever that saying is. It's gonna happen for Georgia too. So like, just sit tight. As frustrating as it is, Georgia well, is one of the places to be right now, and that's yeah. not gonna change. Jo- Georgia's hot yeah, I, right now. I agree. Georgia's well, hot I'm right hoping, now. So we good. I'm hoping that yeah, I agree. I'm hoping that like the the players buy into that. I'm hoping these young guys look at it like that because my my whole call it a concern, whatever focus on this is that like these guys the young guys we got that group historic like at least from an eval on paper standpoint they got to go out and make the plays and perform and you know and the ones who won't start and the ones who won't start some of them are going to feel some type of way if they don't start their freshman year and they're going to leave it's that's it's it's going to happen it's going to happen i wish they would stick it out though we we 2020 like we understand like good things take time they're going to have to grow up themselves. And a lot of them are going to have to find that out when they go somewhere else and it doesn't work out the way they want it to. Right. Like, yeah, that's the reality of the situation. Like we were kids. We know what it is. No one, no one was, couldn't tell us nothing either. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. So it is what it is. Well, with that in mind, I'm hoping everyone's doing well out there. Dog nation, the listeners, the fan base. I want to start putting out video like, towards the uh we need to because dog nation's been supporting our numbers have been jumping off the page um it helps when your team's been in a bunch of big games but uh we we appreciate the support nonetheless dog nation Uh, we love you guys we get some comments uh people really getting invested into the uh, podcast and 
honestly, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the love, every bit of it. Sir. Yes, Keegan, it has been a, it has been a pleasure. And I guess we can officially for us, anyways, we're gonna think we're gonna turn the page and call this season five because uh again, the natty's over and we'll enjoy it for a long, long time. But uh this train's gonna keep rolling. So uh Dog Nation has right. been a blast. And as always, guys, you know what it is. Off oh, the leash. Please. Dogs.